0: For the month of December, we're dusting off some of our most popular episodes from this past year. Today's episode of Heart of the Home originally aired on May 22nd of this year. This episode is worth listening to again and again as John and I sat down together to discuss how to get your partner on board for a big project home it is more than four walls and a roof home is a feeling i'm jennifer stagg and i believe that home is the most important place on the planet here i dive into all things home whether it's tips from my latest diy project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special join me as i get to the heart of the home it's a question we get a lot how to get your significant other on board with a project. It's something we have a lot of experience with, not only in our own relationship, but also with our clients as well. So today we're gonna be telling you how to get the other person in your relationship excited about a design project too. The Heart of the Home continues in just a moment. Hi, everyone. I'm jumping in for a minute to tell you about our newest Stag Design launch, the Aspen Collection. This collection is elevated and grounded in earth tones and hand-painted patterns. Use the code Home for $10 off your next purchase. At Stag Design, we believe home is what we make it. You can find us at stagdesignshop.com. That's Stag with two Gs. hello, hello. 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 <laughs> 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 Welcome you're to Heart of like the you're
1: Home. To be right now.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Heart of the Home podcast. I'm Jen.
1: I'm John. <laughs> Excited to be here.
0: Excited to be here. <laughs> you know, um, I remember pretty vividly, especially early on in our relationship. Though I still think this rings true today. When I come up with a, a crazy project or something that's going to cost money or that is going to be a lot of work, what do you? What's your first response?
1: I'm getting better, but especially back in the day, it was like, oh, I don't know about that.
0: Nah, no, grumble, <laughs> grumble, grumble. There's, you know, there's I'm a lot thinking of about grunting. the money
1: it'll cost or the time and effort it'll take. and Yeah, so oftentimes I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Nah,
0: nah, 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 nah. I'm there's, getting
1: better, though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you are getting better, though you are just a natural-born skeptic. I am, you know. Right. So I'll be like, John. Okay. What? Well, I also have to preface this by saying your mother is the the queen of trying to get you to do something without coming right out <laughs> and asking you to do it.
1: It's an art form. She is good it at that. It is
0: an art form. And, and it, it comes
1: from her mother. It
0: runs It's generational. My it's,
1: favorite really quick story is when my grandmother, who I loved and adored so oh, much. Oh, she
0: was the sweetest woman.
1: She had this thing where she could not come out and ask anyone to do anything for her. So she had to beat around the bush <laughs> in the most obvious ways. And it was so funny. But she was sitting next to you one time at a party. It was and a baby of,
0: shower for your cousin.
1: Yeah. Instead of asking, can you throw this cup away for me? And she was like 85 years she old and, stand and couldn't up and walk throw it very away. well. So of yeah. course, of course we'll throw that away for you, right? And instead of just asking you, she said... <laughs> would you like to have this cup? Like this empty used (laughs) cup? It's like, uh, would you like me to go throw it away for you? I'm happy to do that. But why do not you just ask me that? It
0: was so funny. I didn't know her very well at the time. I mean, I think we were either engaged or we, we were just barely married. And she was like, would you like to have this cup, dear? And I said- would you like to me to throw it away for you? And she didn't even say yes. She went
1: because <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't. Do, she couldn't even confirm that that's what she wanted. And <clears throat> my mom does the same thing. Where I, one time we were out in her yard and and we were helping her do like a yard renovation project, and and she looked and she's like, "How heavy do you think that rock is?" Over oh, that's there?
0: she asks about rocks all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you think it's it's not? Just- How
1: hard do you think it would be to move that? I just wonder. <laughs> Would that be really hard? It's like, mom, do you, do you want me to move that think It would take
0: rock? a long time to move. How do you think you would do it? Uh, there have been times where, you know, I've had like a freshly done manicure or something, and I've been over there with the girls, and she's been like, Jen, I just want to show you something. And I'm like, oh, my here we gosh, go. Here we go. So, anyway, John yeah. automatically has his guard up. Because he's been conditioned to automatically be like, what's really going to happen here? What's the real motive here? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So (laughs) I think I am married to the number one skeptic of projects in the history of projects. No,
1: I'm totally on board for a good project, but you have to get me over an initial resistance, maybe.
0: Okay. So let me go back a little bit. So John and I have lived in a lot of very frugal properties. Yeah, because we were poor, man. We didn't have any kind of financial means backing us. We were both students when we got married. Um, and then even when we started out on our careers, we were broke, so broke. And had a lot of student debt because John went to law school and that's really expensive. Yeah, pretty pricey. Yeah, pretty pricey. So we didn't have a lot of money to spend, even the first few years of our marriage, We still had a lot of like hand-me-down furniture and Ikea furniture that I was like trying to find ways. You know, I was doing like a lot of thrifting, trying to make our home feel cohesive and cute. And and I think I achieved it. No, totally. Yeah. I feel like our homes have always always had, they've always been beautiful no matter what it looked, you know, Mm -hmm. no matter how inexpensive they were. I feel like they've always looked really beautiful. But after a few years, we finally bought our first large house. Yeah. And large, it was like, what, 44, 44?
1: I was only... Not only. It was about 3,800 square feet. So pretty big.
0: Was that basement too? Yeah. Okay. thirty. I I guess I was remembering it was like 4,200 square feet, but not that much different. So 3,800 square feet. We didn't have kids at the time, but we were trying to have a baby. So we knew we were going to have kids in there. And I remember... Looking around, I mean, the house was a project. It was built in the 90s. It needed a lot of updating, nothing structural, luckily. Mostly cosmetic. Yeah. Yep. We liked the layout of the house. We liked the location. I mean, it had, it checked a lot of boxes.
1: Yeah. And way more space than we needed. So we rented out the basement. Yeah. Which was nice.
0: But we, it needed a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to prioritize what we were going to do first. And I remember when I was like, okay we're ready. Like we are ready. And I remember talking to you. Okay. So I have this idea. Specifically, I'm talking about the built-ins in the family room. Okay. I had a vision in my head of how the built-ins would work. I kind of thought, okay, if we do this, if we get Ikea base cabinets, And then we build up from there. If we remove the mantle and build around the mantle. So usually when you do built-ins, the fireplace, it comes out from it. But in this home, with us adding the built-ins afterward, the fireplace was going to be set back a little bit.
1: Just flush with the wall. Yes, Mm -hmm.
0: exactly. Which ended up looking beautiful. Yeah. But when I first... But every
1: example we could find was of a protruding fireplace with space like on the sides yeah. of it. And so we couldn't really find good examples of what to do.
0: But I had the vision. So I remember <laughs> when I first talked to you about it, your first reaction was meh, <laughs> meh. It's well, not going to look good.
1: And I had never, I hadn't done a lot of finished carpentry up until that point. Now I've done quite a bit and in, in part because of this project, I learned a lot from this project. So it was something that I hadn't done before. And I was a little nervous about what I didn't know and um, unsure if it would turn out well because I hadn't done it before.
0: Okay, so what, I guess I'm asking you, John, what did I do right <laughs> to make you finally go, okay, let's do this. To and take let's, on that project? Not just that project, but the whole space, right? So if, if I'm a spouse or a partner and I'm trying to get my significant other on board with the project, what do I do that's right, honey?
1: Uh, you're good at painting the vision of what it can look like. Um, and you know, it it always requires some trust. You're just going to have to have your significant other trust you if you're the one pushing for this. And that's what you had to do with me. I had to say, listen, I'm not sure exactly how this is going to turn out, but I know it's going to be beautiful and we can do it in a way that doesn't cost a lot of money. So it's, how difficult is this going to be? How much of a disruption of our lives is it going to be? How much is it going to cost us? And well, we should have almost end put the cost like? one first. Yeah.
0: Because co- numbers are speaking John's <laughs> love language.
1: A lot of people's love language. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But if I'm like, if I've like done the research and I'm like, okay, this is how much I want to spend, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes I'll have to say to John, okay. I just need you to give me this budget, like for furnishings or something. Like, okay, Or we need to agree this to the, spend. Yes, I didn't mean give me. Yeah, I, I meant give you budgets. <laughs> no, I meant, you know what I meant. Right. I meant, okay, this is the number we're agreeing on. I don't want to hear anything out of you. Right. <laughs> Sometimes I have to go that far. Not right. often.
1: Right. Not the, often. Well, in the beginning, when we were kind of figuring this out together, how we were going to work on design
0: projects together. You know, we've told this to people before, but we both have – and it seems like it, it's surprising to some people. We have veto rights mm-hmm. in our marriage. Oh, yeah. Yes.
1: And that was like, before we even got married, that was like, we were in a store picking out the stuff on our registry, registry <laughs> for our wedding. And I was giving way too many opinions about decor items. And Jen was like, like you know place what?
0: placemats. Back off. <laughs> it was like placemats, John. Every single item I would go to, like, <laughs> scan for our registry, John would be like, Man, I don't like it. I don't like it. Let's look at this. And I, I finally got so frustrated. I was like... Just let me pick the placemats that I want to pick.
1: She was like, you know, there are certain things that you just get to pick and I don't have an opinion like what TV we buy and this kind of stuff. I was like, you know, you're right. And do I really care what the placemats look like? Not really. I should just give her that and she can just do whatever she wants and that will make her really happy. That was like one of the most important marriage or relationship lessons I learned Oh, gratefully pretty early on. Like there are certain things that Jen feels really passionately about and I just need to let her do it. So that's actually maybe the first tip when you're talking to your significant other, maybe try to negotiate areas where,
0: where you have veto rights, veto
1: rights, <laughs> or just indicate like, I really feel passionately about this. I don't think that you care as much as long as it ends up being beautiful and doesn't cost us a ton of money. So can you just give me this? Let me, let me decide this for us.
0: Yeah. And, and sometimes I will say uh, where I was saying, okay, this is the budget that we've agreed upon. Now zip it. (laughs) Sometimes I have to do that because if I, if I go along and you're like, like you, you start to freak out, like, well, that's going to cost more than we thought. And and I don't know if that's going to be nice enough. And I don't, and sometimes I just have to say, you know what? Just trust me. Just trust me. Just trust me. I've got this. I know how much the budget is. And I feel like I'm pretty good at sticking within that budget. So with that house and the furnishings in that house, I really flexed my muscles with recovering vintage furniture. Mm -hmm. Because I was trying to find really high quality furniture, which is not cheap, by the way. If you want to just go get furniture that's going to kind of Not be very comfortable, or you know, last very long. Or last very long. Then big box retailer furniture is fine. But I was so tired of having hand-me-down furniture or inexpensive furniture that we had had most of our marriage. That I was like, we're not doing that again. If we're going to buy nice pieces, we're going to buy nice pieces. So I really flexed my muscles and really started finding about what makes really quality vintage furniture and the construction of it in which brands of vintage furniture are really good ones and how to refin I started doing a lot of research about how to recover and refinish vintage furniture, which has served me well because I do that all the time, even still with um, clients. But If
1: you know what you're looking for, you can go to like a thrift store and find really high quality furniture that looks terrible because the fabric is old and worn mm-hmm. but if the structure is good you can just have it recovered and then you've got a, an amazing piece of furniture which you've done and we still have a ton of furniture in our house that was that we got that way
0: yeah and it'll stay in our house i mean it's such yeah. high quality furniture it'll stay there um i i don't want to like cause friction in people's marriages here <laughs> but there does just need to be that element of respect and of trust I respect your talents and your skills Mm -hmm. and your expertise, and we're to a place where you respect mine. Now, when I very first was like really getting moving in design, that took some convincing. And I feel like we almost had to go, you know what? Just just let me have one room. Let me just try it out in one room and see if I can get you on board. And so we did. I think it was our master bedroom that we tackled first. Does that sound right?
1: Um. Yeah, sounds right.
0: We did our master bedroom in that house first, and it had DIY projects. And as we started going, you were getting like more and more excited. Yeah,
1: starting with one room is a good idea because the budget can be relatively small, the time commitment and the disruption to your lives can be very fairly short. And that's a way of kind of showing, like, just let's go through this process together, and trust me. And you'll see when we're done how much it changes the way that we feel in that space, how we use it. And you kind of have to get to the point where there's something to show where you can then use that for future spaces saying like, can you see now how much more we like our master bedroom? That's what you did with me. Oh, yeah. That, That actually improves our lives. It's worth the money we spent on that. You know, maybe we have to take our time for budget reasons and go room by room throughout our house. We can't do it all at once but trust me that as we spend this money and do this work it's going to be worth it cuz now you can see how much different that space is and how much more we like it now
0: and it literally changes your life yeah in your cuz you spend so much time in your home mm-hmm. and and if you guys are like oh whatever John's always loved his, you know DIY and design John didn't even want a headboard
1: <laughs> didn't want I of course I'd want one I just don't know that purpose? I wanted to pay for one what's
0: the purpose <laughs> Your bed is just as comfortable without a headboard. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> not. No, it's not. So guess what I had to do? Make a headboard. We made. We headboard. made a headboard. Yes. We made a headboard, and it turned out beautiful. Yeah. And we still, we have, still it. have it. We still have it. And nobody would guess it's DIY. No, no. And if you're wondering, you can find that tutorial <laughs> <over> <laughs> on our blog, stag-design.com. If you yeah. just look up, I think up we headboard. have video on that too. Yeah, right? it's a video tutorial. That's right. Um. What message would you send to all of those those significant others who cannot get their partner on board and they're dreading the conversation?
1: It's a challenge on the first one. Um, but if you can speak, if, try to see things from their perspective, have a little bit of an outward mindset and um, understand what about that is scary or concerning to them. Is it the money? Is it the loss of the use of that space and things are gonna be all out of control. Um, there are a number of reasons why they might be resistant. So kind of figure out what those pain points are and address them.
0: I was, I was going to say, what if your spouse can't find value in it? What if they're like, what does it matter if we have a rug or if we don't have a rug? I know that that is the thing, right? Like that's a thing. I personally don't feel that way. What, what would you say somebody can do who's in that situation?
1: I think in a lot of cases, people may not understand yet how much of a difference it's going to make in the way that they enjoy their home and use it.
0: They don't know what they don't know.
1: They don't know what they're missing. Um, And so a good example is a client we have who spent a lot of money on a gorgeous renovation of their home. And the physical space was beautiful. Mm But they hadn't done the next step, which is furnish it, accessorize it, like completely finish the space. And I remember walking into the space saying, wow, this is a beautiful home. I love the renovation they've done, but it just feels disjointed. It doesn't really seem, it doesn't feel great. They felt it too. And they felt, that's why they hired you. And um, it was amazing to see how that additional step that a lot of people think isn't necessary and may even be kind of a waste of money, how that completely transformed their home, even after having done a beautiful renovation of the space. Um, So I think a lot of it is ignorance, just not knowing how much better it could be and will be when it's designed well and functions well. Uh, And there, there are still maybe differences of opinion about what colors people like and what kind of chair they want to sit in. If they don't want a super modern chair that isn't comfortable, they still want a nice comfy chair to sit in, but it doesn't have to be this really ugly, like gray velour. um, I mean, brown velour recliner, right? (laughs) So you can compromise. And so I think it's understanding the, your significant other's wants and needs. Do they want really comfortable space um, do they, are they really concerned about the cost? You have to address those concerns, I think, but then also ask them to trust you, reassure them that they're, you're going to address their concerns. You're going to look after the costs. You're going to make sure that it's still a comfortable space. I think a lot of people have grown up with parents who like to do DIY projects and their house was always a disaster. I've heard many people tell me that story and then they grow up just hating DIY because of it so you may have a significant other who grew up in those circumstances you have to address their concern about the house being a mess for a while
0: everyone needs a home therapist basically yeah. so to designers figure out the baggage are... so that's where i come in basically right. we have i i feel like we've gotten into situations before where i'm a little bit of a marriage therapist mm-hmm. you know and i'm trying to balance both partners wants and needs and concerns and trying to find a way to marry it together you know the term self care is a big catchphrase right now, right? Like everyone's talking about self-care. Because I hold the home at such a high level of importance, home care is a really big deal to me. If home really is the center of your world, your most important place, it should be treated as such. So don't feel like it's unnecessary to invest in your home space. Nope. You know what? I get done regularly to John's probably great dismay, but he never says anything about it. Um, I get my nails done. Like every three weeks, I go and get a manicure and a pedicure. And I also get my hair cut very regularly.
1: By a really good and not super inexpensive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But for me, I'm like, if I feel good and I know that I look good, I act differently. If you're home, feels good and looks good. You act differently. I don't understand why feel people don't. Yes, you act differently. You feel differently. I don't understand why people can't make that direct connection right away. Treat your home with the same level of care and respect that you treat yourself or
1: well, your children. It's your surroundings.
0: It's absolutely. It's
1: where you live, right? <laughs> what is more
0: important than that? Right. Nothing.
1: Yeah, so getting your significant other addressing those concerns, asking them to trust you, and then as quickly as possible showing them by finishing one space, start with one space and finish it 100%. And then if you've done a good job, if you've addressed their concerns and you've given them a comfortable space if that's what they really want, if it's you've really watched the budget and done a lot and they can see how much you were able to accomplish on a small budget, if you can demonstrate how you're going to address those concerns, and then show them how much better things are after. That's how you get them on board.
0: That 100% that you just touched on is a huge part of our design philosophy, something that we preach on Instagram all the time. Um, we hope that you follow us on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Jennifer Stagg altogether. Our company is Stagg Design. And John's Instagram, which I bug him to post on every single day, and he almost never does, but hopefully this will give him the push that he needs, is... Jonathan Stagg, one word. How do you spell Jonathan? Because everybody adds the H.
1: J o n a
0: t h a n s -S t a g g. Yes. Okay. We hope you follow us on Instagram. That 100% is going to be coming up in a future episode, which we hope that you tune into. If you've loved this episode... Or even if you didn't, I guess. <laughs> but actually, no, we only want the people who love it. Even if you didn't, still give us like really good comments. <laughs> Go over, give us a comment, rate and review, share it with your friends, tell your mama, tell your friends. Uh, we'd love to grow our listening base. So thank you so much for listening. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and you've been listening to The Heart of the Home. I hope you'll subscribe, review, and rate this podcast, and tune in next episode for more Heart of the Home.